Welcome to the Conversations with Anna podcast. My name is Dr. Anna Stump, the Golden Ticket Professor, a self-proclaimed edutainer. I'm a former business executive turned high school teacher turned college professor. And in the past three decades of that transition, I have spent time with several generations. And with that as my foundation, I have some stories to tell. In each episode, you'll hear stories or interviews that will help you focus on your own truth. I want you to feel accepted, motivated, supported, and then I want you to be able to take what you know about yourself and your truth, go out into this big old world we live in and apply that so you can move forward with a strategy for a more authentic life. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to a conversation with Anna. It's early in the day, so much I want to do. I dedicate today to breaking rules. I'm gonna stick to a strategy. I'm gonna find out exactly what I'm made of. Is there really something wrong with just smiling the whole day long? Hi, welcome to episode two, where we're going to have a conversation today around looks and how that fits in with our true self. And I'm not talking about your outward appearance. I'm talking about when we fall into this trap of constantly thinking something's going to look good to someone else, right? And I'll give you a couple of examples that have come through my life lately that has kind of just all landed on me and caused me to want to talk about this with you today. Um, A lot of times I'll have parents talk to me about stacking their kid up on AP classes or uh, different programs at the high school or making them do this, 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 or this, because it's going to look good on a college application. I will have college students who do certain clubs, organizations, community service, because that will look good on their resume. And then I always get those little cherubs, those cute little college seniors who are starting to feel the immense pressure of having been in school since they were five years old. And now it is their senior year of college. And perhaps it is, you know, spring break or after and the realization that life is coming is hitting them hard. And maybe you happen to be a 2020 senior in the middle of a pandemic and you are really clinging on to, layers and layers and layers of the unknown. And I've had a couple conversations with those folks lately that's like, maybe I'll just go get a graduate degree. That would look good on my resume. No, 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 no. This is not where we start. This is not where we start. Is this your truth? Is this what will further your authentic life, like your purpose? Then let's add it, right? Um, so to the parents with the AP classes, I always say, so you're going to have your child take like AP history. Is that a passion of your child? Like they love history. They just want more history at a higher level with a more accelerated learning. And you can always tell by the look on their face. That's definitely not it. So let me tell you when you try and do something that is not your truth, right? When you step out of your truth, out of your purpose and authenticity into the lane of most resistance, that's when you get stress and anxiety 
and failure and fear and self-fulfilling prophecy, right? I'm not good at this. Oh, look, I'm not good at this. Now I'm not good at anything, right? Like you talk about the self-doubt and the real issues because it's usually not just a blip on the radar. It's usually not that one class or that one degree or that one job or that one company or that one situation. That usually becomes some pattern of behavior because we're worried about what's going to look good on paper to another college or an employer or someone, and we're really not telling our true story. Um, Another example, I get this all the time, are these fancy schmancy resumes. Like people come in and they've been spending hours on like Canva or some other site and they've got pretty font and they've got all this layout and they've got all these things. And then they just like fill in the blanks from this template And I'm thinking like your LinkedIn and Instagram are not at a level that, you know, you would want them to be to get a job. So why do you have these cute little, you know, social media icons on your resume? Well, it was part of the template. That's what they always tell me. And I'm like, well, then this is not a true representation of you. Like we are not template people. Like this is what I'm talking about, right? This is what I mean by using your golden ticket to move yourself forward. Your golden ticket is not Xeroxing someone else's ticket, right? Your golden ticket is your authentic self and how you can move your life forward, the life you're meant to have. So we have to get away from this constant thing about looking good because that is camouflage, that's makeup, whatever you want to call it on top of your truth. Now, I'm not trying to tell you to like, don't plant flowers in your front yard. Don't try and dress nice. Don't feel like don't take away things that would make you feel good or make you feel like you're presenting your best self. Like I look in the mirror in the mornings when I get dressed, I make sure my hair looks good. I make sure like my outfit matches and that things are good. So that's not the level of looking good I'm talking about, right? Like taking pride in who you truly are and presenting your best self is one thing, but trying to cover that up or tell a different story. And I'm not even trying to tell you like, if you want to serve on a board or you believe in a a cause to the point that you want to go all in on doing community service and volunteering for that, do it. But if you are doing it because it's going to look good, when you sit in an interview or when you sit somewhere and somebody says to you, like, why the Humane Society? Why Habitat for Humanity? You're going to have kind of a, it's going to lick it on my resume kind of answer instead of some sort of emotional tie with a deep seated desire to make a difference in that organization because of a certain reason that is not authentic and people will see through that, right? And usually people don't just do one thing. Like I said before, it becomes a pattern and you all of a sudden, that's when you lose yourself. So you have to stop looking through those lenses. You have to stop doing things because they're going to look good to someone else. The conversation that I had that led me to like hit the play button or the record button on this podcast was a young lady who calls me and says, like, I think I'm going to go into this certain job, right? Okay. 
She's like, do you think I can do that job? And I said, I I know you can. Like, I know you can do that job. You've done versions of that job. You have taken those classes. You have done really good work around that. You can do that job. And she's like, well, I've sent out all these resumes and I'm not getting any interviews. I'm like, well, we need to take a look at the job description. Take a look at your resume, right? Like you need to be putting your story, not the way you want to tell it, but the way those potential employers for that job need to hear it. Well, she didn't like that because that's more work, right? So talked to her into working on her resume. We talked a little bit about it. And then she said, you know, I think I should just go get an MBA because I'm probably not going to get a job with this experience and nobody's going to hire me because I don't have this experience. And I'm like, okay, I need to real talk for a minute and you need to listen. You would go spend between twenty-five dollars and $30,000 in your mid-20s on a master's degree before you would take an entry level hourly job for a year to get experience in this to catapult you forward to get a better job. And she got super quiet. And she's like, well, I just thought it would look good on my resume. Well, it's it's going to be like out of sequence of things, right? Why would somebody who hasn't had a job in business go? I mean, like, I'm not again, I'm not judging everyone has a a different path. Everyone is facing different things. Everyone has different purpose for what they're doing. Hers was 110% based out of fear, inadequacies, and not really knowing her true self. That's where that was coming from. That wasn't coming from a place of like common sense and what's purposefully the best next step for me. So that's why I worry when we start this people pleasing or organization pleasing or pleasing what we're perceiving is success for other people, because that's when you continue to lose yourself and you do that enough. And you all of a sudden start to think you're not good enough. Right? So I've, I've really tried to think about like, what's the best way to say, I think I'm going to take this class or get this degree or accept this position or quit my job or, you know, go to therapy or get out of this relationship or pivot in my relationship with this person. Because again, it has to feel right. And it has to belong to you. And it has to have been at the road of at the end of the road of some sort of discovery or work. Because if not, that's no different than going through your social media profiles and saying that dress looks adorable on her, I'm going to order it. And you order it and you put it on and it doesn't look good on you. And then all of a sudden you start to shame yourself, right? Like that stuff is really super common because of how we do things, because of how we're being sold and marketed to, how we internalize everything that we're seeing and everything that we're taking in. And then there's also, did you notice that the people that I said were trying to make these decisions about these AP classes are the parents? Again, doing this out of absolute 100% love, doing this out of what they have known in their lifetime as being indicators of success. It's a different world, right? So you really have to be careful that what you're doing is not making you more distant from your truth. 
right? Because the distance between you and your truth creates a vortex, right? It's like this little mini tornado. It's like a storm. And then all of a sudden you get caught up in that. And I call that the shame spiral, right? Where you're just going around and around and around, feeling bad about yourself, trying something new because you're grasping onto what you think might work or what you've seen work for somebody else. And you just continue to be in some sort of a shame spiral. So you have to do the work. So I said to this young lady on the phone, go back to her for a second, you know, I think I'm going to get an MBA. And I said, okay, what classes in that MBA programs that you've looked at really are the ones that you think are a gap between what you know, what you've done, and what you will be asked to do in a new job? Absolute positive crickets on the other end of the phone. You know what I know? She hadn't looked that up. She didn't know. She hadn't done any work. She didn't think about it. She just knew other people were doing it. She just knew that she was seeing advertisements about it. She just knew that she did not feel like enough right now. So when you've been in a classroom from the time you were five to the time you were 22, when you're 24, that feels real comfortable to go back to, right? I don't know that that is coming from the right place. So I said to her, hey, When my husband and I were working for Walmart and we were trying to figure out what was next in our life, I told the story to her that I told you guys in my introduction, episode zero, right? Driving through the mountains, having those existential deep conversations, Sour Patch Kids, beef jerky, you know, Nickelback, no, it wasn't Nickelback, three doors down, almost the same thing, right? Um, Get some 90s, good 90s soft rock. And I said to him, like, if money didn't matter, what would you do? I'd be a teacher. We did not run out and become teachers the next day. We took time to job shadow. We took time to look into what the transition would look like. We took time to look into the labor, you know, statistics on where those jobs were headed. We took time to do some real investigating before we went and just pulled into a new job and did a complete change in our life because we had to make sure we weren't chasing the wrong goal for the wrong reason, right? Usually if it's money or some other kind of carrot, you are running towards something, right? That is not authentic either. So make sure you're not reacting, make sure you're doing those things for the right reasons. And I cannot stress enough how important it is that it's whether through your actions, your reactions, your decisions, um, whatever represents you best, that you are doing that and it is truly authentic to you to your truth. And if you are not living in your truth right now, if you don't have a real good sense of what that is, then you need to stop, put a pause on all of the things and figure that out. And that's hard. It's really hard because we hear these cliche, like, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. You know, we say that at the age of like 45 or something, or I don't know what's next, or I don't know about this, or I don't know about that. Totally fine not to know. Living in your truth and knowing what's next for you are different things. But once you're very concrete in your truth, then you're much less susceptible to falling into other people's, right? A good example of a young lady who we worked on her resume, we got her this incredible internship, right? And when I tell you we worked on her resume and her LinkedIn for weeks in preparation for this one role, because that was the role that she wanted. And I 100% believed that that was the role for her. And I'll be honest, that role was a long shot for her. It was an internship that had far bigger qualifications than what she had, 
but she was good for that role. And I, she wanted to work for the organization. I was a hundred percent behind her. We got her LinkedIn and her resume to the point. She got a call for the interview. And I told her all these two tools are going to do is get you a conversation with somebody. Once that happens, you have to believe that you are worthy of this job. And honestly, she did. She did a very good job in her interview. She went on to three more rounds and she got the job. She leaves, she goes away, she does the internship, she calls me. Um, They actually asked to extend it. So she did her internship. They said, can you stay longer? She stayed longer. Then she calls me a few months or a few weeks probably before she's ready to move home. Her internship is ending and she's like, I'm applying for jobs. I can't get a call back. And I'm thinking, you already had a LinkedIn and a resume that were perfect. Oh, but what did we find out? She changed her resume because somebody from HR did a workshop with the interns and and should all over them, right? You should have this. You should have a skills section. You should have this. You should have that. So I said, well, send me your new resume. Honey, no, I lost it on her. She had a skills section and one of the top things was like, I'm a strategic thinker. She had something on there about creating change and something else. So I'm looking at this skill section and then I'm looking at her jobs and I'm thinking, when did you do these things in these roles? You never have. So I get her on the phone. I'm like, what is this? And she's like, well, I didn't know what to put there. Oh my goodness. Like that's not, no, like let's go back to where you told your story of your experiences in the format that said, here's what you're looking for in a full-time employee. Here's what I've done. Here you go. Right. But she, I, she found a template. And then when I said, you got to get out of this template, you can't have this, you can't have that. She's like, I really wanted my resume to be pretty. Okay, well, let's go back to what is the purpose of a resume. The purpose of a resume is to get you an interview. Unless you're a graphic designer, unless you're someone who's got to have a pretty resume, I don't think pretty should be the goal. And I'm like, honey, you're pretty. The whole thing is pretty. It's all going to be pretty. But we got to get away from this because you're you're not being true to the form and function of this document. And quite honestly, you are straying farther and farther away from the form and function of you in these roles. I literally had to reprogram her. I'm not even joking. That sounds very extreme. It sounds like I've got some sort of a like major complex about how good I am, but she was in her truth. And then she got in this big organization that she'd wanted to be in. She had a ton of respect for their little HR person flows through the room, you know, sprinkles some, some knowledge on them and then leaves. And they're all kind of left there with like, what do I do now? Again, if you're living your purposeful life, if you're in your truth, if you know yourself, if you accept yourself, if you love yourself, you don't let that HR person leave the room and have you completely redo your package that represents you. So that I just cannot stress enough how important it is that you start with you, that you understand that you are enough, how to to tell other people that you are enough. And if you're not enough for one organization or one role, good. I feel like every time you get a no, that's good news, right? That is good news. Thank you for that. I got turned down one time for a job. They told me you're just not a good fit for our culture. And fast forward, like three or four months later, the company I ended up working for did business with that company. And let me tell you, the way they handled that, 
I stood from the other end of that, looking at that organization and what a hot mess they were and just how they were doing business and thought, oh, you're right. You all were spot on. I am not a good fit for your culture if that's how you're operating. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you back then. And thank you today for not hiring me. You have to take every no, every disappointment, all of that. You take it personally to the point that you have to assume they know more than you did, right? They know more than you did because they know their side and they got to see your side. They made a decision and you got to be like, high five, thank you, next please, right? That is the good news with this. So these material things, these ways of getting caught up in what is going to look good, don't do it. My husband and I are both teachers and I am telling you right now when my child gets to high school, it will it, you don't want to take an AP class, don't take it. You want to do dual credit maybe, let's investigate how that's going to help. Whatever it is that is going to cause him less stress and less anxiety is the road we're taking. Does that mean I'm going to let him be lazy? No. That means I can't have him stressed out and feeling like he's not a good student because I've tried to get him in a bunch of AP classes to look good for some university someday, right? That is not our game plan. Our game plan is you get as close to what you think you can handle, what you're interested in, what will bring you joy, what will give you the ability to be a well-rounded young man while you're in school. You can have friends, you can have a job, you can have sports, you can have whatever it is because you need to really as hard as it is at that age, right? Learn about yourself, learn about your direction, and then think about the next level. Like how do you take all of that goodness that you had, the happiness that you had, what was causing you stress, what you bumped up against that gave you anxiety, and then you have to go out and figure out what's next. I would give that advice to my 13-year-old. I'm going to give it to him again when he's 16. I will give it to him again when he leaves for whatever he does after college. I would give that advice to my mother at her age if she was trying to think of what her next steps are, right? You have an internal instinct that is going to cause you pain, fear, you know, anxiety, stress, all of those things are natural reactions when you get out of line with your true self. And I'm not saying don't face your fears, right? Fear is actually where you do some good work. Fear is actually a good motivator. Anxiety and stress means you're out of balance. You mean that horrible noise that your washer um, washing machine makes when it gets like out of balance, that thunking and knocking? If your body or your brain would do that, it would be so good, <laughs> right? But we all have different ways of manifesting all of this, you know, stress. And what does this look like for me to be out of calibration? I'm usually real grouchy for a while. And then I realize, oh my gosh, why am I being so mean to people? Oh, you know what? I, it's probably something I need to work on because clearly like all of these people aren't the problem. So you have to be aware enough again to understand how you're processing these things and what's next for you. And I get it. I get how hard it is. And I think this is, if you remembered um, episode zero, when I talked about this golden ticket philosophy and where it came from, was me looking at these high school students who had to pick college majors. And I'm thinking, the only people you've had exposure to are your K through 12 teachers, your parents, 
some, you know, community members, some other people, and maybe like a part-time job or two. And we're asking you to commit to like a four-year degree major at this point. Like, that's a lot for them. And I'm I'm trying to tell them, like, you cannot do this in a silo. You can't do it in a vacuum. You need to get out and talk to some other people. Investigate, job shadow, do those things, right? And that's when the bells and whistles started going off that the this generation is not the ones to do that. And I get it. I get it. It's very super awkward, especially if you're a digital native. Can they just watch a YouTube video? That would probably be their choice. But those are the ways that you learn. And it's the same way the rest of our lives. I mean, you know, at 25, 26, trying to figure out your next step, the good news is you know, we have a lot of disruption coming as a result of the COVID, right? Like we have some changes coming. We got to go through some pain to get there, but we have some disruption coming. We're going to see what the workforce and education and a lot of things are going to look differently moving forward. I think there's some goodness there for this um, group of people that are out there trying to figure out their next steps. The other thing that I think is super cool is knowing what I know about this, also these um, students today, is the Department of Labor says today's learner, so I count like high school and college students in that, um, will have 10 to 15 jobs by the time they're 35. Now, again, that gives their parents some sort of like sweats, right? Like it's awful because that just seems like instability. But for somebody who just started a new job, who is learning new things and stretching myself in new ways and getting acclimated to a new culture and is working with new colleagues for a new supervisor in a whole new place, it's like the biggest breath of fresh air. Not that there was anything wrong with the old stuff. That was good. But I had done that for a while and I got a little complacent and I got a little like, you know, comfortable. Now I am in some growth mode and it's kind of cool, right? I'm not saying I'm looking forward to going and getting the next job. I hope to stay in this one for a long time. But if I was 20 years younger and I knew that this was like not a forever choice that I was making, it would be a lot less stressful. So I think we have to just take all of this into consideration. When we think and look at these mistakes, you know, possible mistakes or whatever it is that we're feeling anxiety about these choices. If you just stay true to the number one thing, and that is yourself, right? The one thing you can control. If you will become an expert in that, it will give you the power and the freedom to take a look at something and say, you know what? I don't think that works for me. Instead of feeling inadequate, out of balance, knocking around like that old washing machine, thinking, oh, if I could just get this job, then everything will fall back into line. And that washing machine will stop knocking around and I'll stop feeling this way. And you know what? It does work for a while because anytime you get something new, you got new shiny stuff for a while. But then the reality starts to sink in. And then we start to think, oh my gosh, here's that vortex, right? Here's that distance between me and my truth. And now I'm starting to shame spiral. And we get in a lot of victim roles, like my boss doesn't understand me, or this company doesn't this or that, or I'm not getting to do what I should be doing. Like you start to lay a lot of blame and those types of things. So again, 
understanding your truth, understanding what your purposeful, authentic life looks like helps you steer down these paths. Are you going to make mistakes? Absolutely. Guess what? That's when we learn. Can you imagine living a complete and utter mistake-free life? Can you imagine it? It would be awful. Like, how would you grow? You would still be I mean, you wouldn't have any sense of accomplishment. You wouldn't have any sense of learning or, you know, any pride. So this is all for a reason. It is all perfectly natural. It is all good stuff. But if you can just understand that doing something because it looks good is not the way to get ahead. Because you know what? We've been taught forever. Don't judge a book by its cover. Looks are only skin deep. What is it that my grandma probably used to say, right? Like she's pretty now, but that's going to, you know, she won't be in 20 years or they say that about tattoos or whatever, right? Like what's beautiful today, you know, even a flower wilts at some point. So if you're doing something because of some surface, you know, appearance, that is going to fade. And what's going to be left is the truth. And unfortunately, it's not going to be your truth. It's going to be the truth that you stepped away from your truth, right? Like there's your vortex. That's what's going to get uncovered is the gap. So don't do it. Make sure your motivation is in the right place. And if you're starting to consider something, and you know, I figured this out. I know why all these people call me or run these things past me. They're not confident in it. They don't, they always call and they're like, well, you were a teacher. So I'm going to ask you these questions. Or I want, you know, I know you have your MBA. So I'm going to ask you these questions. Or I know you've helped other people with a resume. Can you take a look at mine? What the finish of that sentence is, is because I'm not confident. I don't feel good about this. I need someone to talk me off the ledge or to push me. That is what I need. And usually I'm fine doing that. But the bad thing is, and I say use your resources, right? The golden ticket is to go out and talk to other people about this stuff. But don't let them be a crutch. Don't let them be the one that makes the decision for them, right? Don't be that you know, needy because you have what's what you need inside of you and you have access to the internet, which by the way, has a lot of truth on it as well. And a lot of false information, but you can look at things, you can read things, you can internalize things, you can find evidence of things, you can go out and learn how best to do these things, whether it's, you know, if the degree or the AP class or whatever it is, is really the best avenue, you'll find that validation and it will feel good. And you will not feel the need to go out and make a phone call to ask somebody, is this what I should do? And again, if, if it's new and you do need affirmation, go find that, but make sure you're not saying, I think this is going to look really good, or I think this is going to help me because X, Y, and Z come from a place of passion, right? I want to go do my community service at this place, or I want to serve on this board, or I want to go back and get this certification or this degree, or I want to take more um, about this, or I want to do yoga, or I'm going to apply for this company because I have a fill in the blank, right? Make it be about you and your truth because you will know it will feel natural. It will feel good. You will have a sense of calm about it that you will probably think is very eerie. (laughs) If you have not been living in your truth, that is going to feel very eerie. But that calmness is what allows you to move forward, right? It's the resistance, it's the drama, it's the anxiety, it's the stress, it's the, you know, I don't know what's next and I'm fearful. That is all part of that gap, part of that vortex, right? Between you and your truth. So don't get in that 
Okay. Promise me, just don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. This has been a really big conversation about um, something that has become very consistent over the years. This is not something that's come up recently. This is not something that's come up with students or adults or whatever. This is very consistent and I've seen it a lot. So I really wanted to get this out today. I hope it helped you. I hope it gave you something to think about. And I hope this was a good conversation with Anna for you. I would love to hear from you if you have thoughts, feelings, any of that. Hit me up. You can go to goldenticketprof.com. All of my social connections are there. You have my email, Anna at goldenticketprof.com. You can get a hold of me anyway. I would love some feedback. And again, if you're listening to these podcasts and you're finding them at all helpful, I would love for you to share them and leave some reviews so other people can find it so they can have a conversation with Anna. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.